One of the messages that we can get from the readings today is the corruption that some people in leadership might fall into. And we see it everywhere in the world. Corruption is something that it's in almost every government and in many institutions around the world. One of the things that we see when people are corrupt in power is that they abuse the dignity and the human rights. One of the things that we see, some of these examples that we might have heard in the previous weeks, is, let's begin with China. China is persecuting people from different religions. Those who are Muslim, they are sent to retraining camps, re-education camps. They are destroying their mosques. China is persecuting Christians, Catholics. Catholics are afraid in China because they cannot come together as we can, even though we have to register these days, but people have to say their prayers in home churches, like the Communities for the Kingdom. Imagine that the only way for you to live as a Catholic person, your experience of faith and liturgy is just in those small communities of faith that we have here at St. Joe's that are great. But that's the only way they can do it in China. The churches have to have Chinese flags outside. And the priest must tell uh, some quotes from the president, the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. So it's something very difficult that we are seeing there. They are abusing religious freedom. Another example that we saw very recently was Lebanon. Lebanon, with that huge explosion that took many lives, and there are so many people who are still injured because of, uh, of this explosion, what we saw later is this whole thing, very sad, was because of corruption. Corruption and nepotism. Nepotism. The people who get into power and just want to help their family, their relatives, and their friends. The same we see in the first reading today. We have Shebna. Shebna wanted to create a huge mausoleum, a wonderful tomb for himself. He wanted to be remembered by everybody. He was like the prime minister in Israel and he only wanted his own benefit. So the prophet comes and says, you're going down. Someone is going to replace you. And that's going to be Eliakim that we hear in the first reading. Eliakim is going to replace you because you are corrupt. What we don't hear in the first reading, you can do it at home, Go and read the next verse after we finish the first reading today. Eliakim fell into corruption too. He fell into nepotism. Did you hear something about his family at the end of the first reading today? Well, he exaggerated the whole thing and fell into nepotism.
helping his family and his friends only with the powers of the government. So he fell into the same situation. That's something very unfortunate about this kind of abuses of power, because we want to trust the people who are getting there. We want them to help the common good. And that's something we pray every Sunday and every Mass. If you always see and hear the prayers of the faithful, the second prayer of the faithful is always for our leaders, for our government. We pray for them. We want the Holy Spirit to enlighten their minds and their hearts to help everybody, especially those who are most vulnerable. So that's one side of that terrible thing about the abuse of power. Then we come to the gospel, and in the gospel, we find St. Peter. St. Peter, who was uh, a great man, he was a fisher, uh, he was uh, a humble man, but he was also very outspoken sometimes. And we're going to hear, if you read what happens after this gospel, which is so beautiful, we're going to see that St. Peter is even called a devil by Jesus because he's trying to keep him away from going to his passion and his crucifixion. And why is that? Because we hear St. Peter today confessing Jesus as the son of the living God. It, that means the Messiah. And that is beautiful when we can reflect about that. Who do you say that I am? Uh, Jesus asks you. And St. Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But what St. Peter has in mind is something very different. He thinks that this Messiah is going to be some kind of political leader or a military person who is going to destroy all the enemies of the people of Israel and is going to bring peace again to their people. That's what he has in mind. That's why when Jesus tells him, well, but this Messiah has to go to Jerusalem and suffer and be crucified and be risen after three days, he says, no, 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 Lord, that's not going to happen to you. And that's when Jesus had to tell him, depart from me. Because he didn't understand. He didn't understand. But he was enlightened by God at that moment to say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And going back to the same issue of leadership and power, as Catholics, we have the Pope, who we believe is a successor of St. Peter. St. Peter was a person who was always in leadership. Some people might say, no, he wasn't the Pope and all of that, but for us, he was. He was in charge. He was, he was first among all his brothers. He was given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's what we hear today in the gospel. He was always put first when we read the gospel that Jesus called some of the apostles, Peter, James, John. Peter is always first. He was confirmed after his resurrection when Jesus asked him, feed my lambs. Do you love me more than this? All of those things help us understand, yes, Peter was first. And that's why we have the Pope, the Bishop of Rome. And over the centuries, some popes have been terrible. Some have been disgusting. They have done things that are not Christian, that are not Catholic. And that's horrible. And it's part of our history, the history of the Catholic Church, at least the hierarchy. But we have a pope today who is trying to do good, 
There are even showers in the Vatican today for those who are homeless. That's something beautiful. Pope Francis is sending uh, these respirators to hospitals in poor countries. He is sending a lot of money that the whole world sends him every year. He is sending that money to different countries who are in need, especially during these days of the pandemic. He sent at least $100,000 to Lebanon in the past weeks. He's trying to help society in a very concrete way, and he is trying to help us in a very spiritual way today. Remember what happened in March when he did this beautiful prayer at St. Peter's Square. We remember this man in white walking on St. Peter's Square in the midst of the rain at the end of March to lead the whole world in prayer. At least in Colombia, where I am from, all the TV stations and radio stations broadcasted the whole hour or more of the whole service, even with all the silence of prayer that happened there. It was awkward. Imagine the radio in silence. But that's what happened, because he is our spiritual leader, and he was leading the whole world. Even those who were not Catholic, they were watching, because we were all in need of that sign of hope at that specific moment in March. That is the successor of St. Peter, the one whom Jesus trusted, even though he denied him, but Jesus trusted him that even with his mistakes, he was going to confirm in unity and love all his brothers and sisters. And that's what we expect from a true leader. Pope Francis said, true power is service. True power is service. We're not going to lord over the other people. We're going to serve them. The people who are leaders, who are catechists, who are teachers, those who are parents, those who are judges, those people who are in the government, even those who are managers in Starbucks and all these stores, you're in a position of power, in a position of leadership. People look up to you to, to find someone, a role model, who are going to inspire them to serve their brothers and sisters. Let's pray during this week, especially for those who are in those positions of leadership, and we all, if we are not now, one day we will be in some kind of position of leadership. And we need to continue to pray because the temptation of corruption, of lording over people, of abusing our authority and power, that temptation is always going to be there. We need to pray that the Lord will help us, that the Lord will enlighten us, that the Lord will help us see that the other people who are with us are also human beings and children of God. And because of that dignity, I'm going to respect them and help them in any way I can. May the Lord bless our leaders. May the Lord send his Holy Spirit upon all of us.